listeners, and welcome to the fat. My guest this evening is Greg Crooks. Yeah, evening. Also known as Saru G. So, what do I call you? Greg or Saru G? Can I call you Greg and then refer to your music? As yeah, like stuff? yeah. That sort of makes cool sense. Yeah, it's easier. Yeah, so, it, it, it can be quite difficult in the um, in that kind of like hip hop circle where people have like you know aliases and things, and uh, when you get introduced to them, you don't know whether you call them this name or this name. Or, yeah, you know? it's like P Diddy. Yeah. What do you do? You call him P, or do you call him Diddy, or do you call him Mister Diddy, or do you call him what his real name is? Like I don't know. I don't know what his name is. I don't give a fuck. No, who cares, right? But actually, interestingly enough. That does, it's a nice little segue to what we're going to talk about this evening. So, Greg is um, a political, uh, sorry, we're getting to it, a conscious hip-hop artist. You can't say political. Or political hip-hop, because when I first read, when I first heard that you were a, a conscious hip-hop artist, I actually wondered what that might have meant. And then you sent through some, some stuff, and I'm just going to give the listeners a little bit of an overview before we like launch into it. So basically... Sure. Conscious hip-hop or political hip-hop um, was initially sort of freeform poetry mixed with jazz, funk, and soul. Just correct me if I'm wrong here. And this I is go with it. I like it. I like well, it. this is what I read, so, yeah. you know. Hello, Wikipedia. It's ne- Wikipedia's never wrong, so if you argue I mean, with that's, me... That's, that's, that's hip-hop and rap right there anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, it was but like the, we're, um, we're conscious hip-hop and political hip-hop sort of moved from sort of being freeform poetry over things like uh, funk, jazz, and soul was became um, a means or, or, or a way of um, expressing commentary on social and political issues. Go for it. Uh, Tell us about what is, what, what is conscious hip-hop to you? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I mean, it's, it's, you know, a lot of people don't like labels. And, you know, I've, I've heard conscious hip-hop artists say, you know, don't call me conscious, because um, they just don't like to be labeled and things. But, you know, I, I guess it's... it's uh, a suitable term, mainly because rap these days has, I, I think, it's actually moved on from what its origins were. Yeah. Um, you know, and and showing my age, which is not like a lot of the young rappers around. Um, you know, I remember when sort of rap first started coming out, and you know, a lot of the early guys were talking about, you know, what was happening in their community, what was happening in society. You know, talking about the, you know, and, and predominantly, obviously, coming from the, you know, from the ghettos, from the the blacks in the US. And, you know, so they were talking about the persecution that was going on, you know, the, the civil rights violations. And, you know, that was their way of, of saying things. You know, and they were saying it in rap, which is like poetry and, you know. It's another form of expression. It's another form of art. Yeah. In a way. I mean, well, no, not in a way. That is, it is, it is art. Poetry and, and music is art, of course. Mm, and when you mm. combine it. And you have some sort of political or social commentary, then you end up with basically conscious hip hop, more or less, right? Yeah, and, and I, I guess um, you know the difference between and, and not not saying anything negative about poetry, but you know when you put poetry to a beat, it's fucking wicked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. you know you you you're grooving along and listening to something that has a meaning. I mean, one thing that I'm always conscious of with with rappers, you know, compared to say um, like you know any other kind of pop music and singing and things, is the pure volume of it and there's just so many words compressed into a short amount of time and it's becomes this great vehicle this great you know um outlet for getting words out that you want to say yeah um 
so obviously in the early days, you know, lots of people did that. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Public Enemy, um, you know, KRS-One, and, you know, even, you know, Tupac and a lot of his songs, and I think everyone yeah, loves Tupac and things. You know, you go, you go back to the early days, and, you know, they were saying a lot of things about what was going on. Um, the problem then came that, you know, rap kind of, got popularized yeah i mean that was that was the interesting thing that i read was that um so because it was politically and socially driven and spoke to a lot of people and it re i mean um it did it spoke to the issues of the people that were listening to it it was it turned commercialized uh, it, it was commercialized very quickly and then, of course, when everything, anything's commercialized and it changes, it changes its meaning and it changes its tone and it changes its audience and all these sort of things. And, and I, don't, I mean, from what I read, it sort of, the whole genre changed. Yeah, well, um, probably like sort of almost jump ahead a little bit here. Yeah, go for um, it, yeah. With the conspiracy side of things, <laughs> you know, um, you know, I don't mind saying straight off the bat, you know, I've got some views about the way the world is run. And, you know, I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes and certainly the music industry, you know, and in fact, there's no one listening is going to deny it. You know, the music industry is run by, um, you know, the elite. There, There's a small number of people that control it and they want to achieve various aims. Um, you know, when something like rap comes along that has this fucking sudden impact and... You know, especially to the people on the streets, you know, they just they just grabbed it. They looked and they said, "Fuck, you know, we, we need to use this vehicle because music is a tool for um, controlling the population, especially the youth, who are very um, susceptible. Susceptible, thank you very yep. much, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and and especially rap, which was really you know a word of the street. So they just grabbed it and went. You know, hey, great, now we're going to just fuck with this. So how did you get into the whole thing? How did you get into conscious hip-hop? Because obviously, obviously you've got a few, you know, you've got your your um, stance on the way the world works and all these sort of things. And, you know, I've actually got a, quite a few questions about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I guess myself, I mean, you know, I, I, I like to think I've been reasonably aware of things for a long time. You know, I've always been pretty anti-war. Um, I've always thought that corporations were pretty evil fucks and, um, you know, that some people had a lot of money and some people didn't, you know, and that's well, well before I sort of like sort of started down any kind of conspiracy line of, of what's really going on behind all of that. I mean, I just realized that those sort of things were wrong. So I was quite, you know, maybe not as passionate as some people. I've, I've never been one to go out and protest maybe like a, as much as I should have. Bring um, that up later. I've got some more questions yeah. about that later. Yeah. Um, but you know, it certainly was something that was always in my mind. Um, but, you know, I guess with the internet and with, um, you know, I had a good friend of mine, um, Simon, uh, who, yeah, unfortunately I sort of lost a few years back. And, um, yeah, we used to get together, uh, you know, around his place, around his work. And, you know, he got right into all the sort of, like, all the conspiracies and things that were going on. Um, and we, yeah, in politics as well. I mean, we'd always talk politics. We'd sit down, we'd just, you know, drink, smoke. And, um... <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> um, Every other listener is doing the same yeah, thing as yeah, we speak. Yeah, that's so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and watch documentaries, talk conspiracies, talk politics. 
Um, now Simon had a sound studio. He used to run what was used to be Auckland Audio, um, and now I think it's Envy Studios. Shout out to Envy Studios. Uh, free plug there. <laughs> um, which is cool because I, I do record a lot of my music down there, so they're, they're good to me. They're good to me. Um, cool. Awesome. And that was not planned. By so wait, wait, wait. What are they called again? Envy Studios. Envy Studios. Yep. Great for post-production sound. Movies, television. Oh my god, we need a like, little, little, like, little. <laughs> That's good for Mike. Mike, Mike, yeah, Mike yeah. can use it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'll yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, but you know, because of that, he'd always like he quite enjoyed. We had similar tastes in music. You know, hip hop, house, drum and bass, blah blah. Um, so he was often making little beats and things. And we'd, we'd like, because you get frustrated when you talk about shit like this. Because mm -hmm. you realize how fucked up the world is and how much it's really hard to do anything about it. And, you know, especially fucking two of us sitting there going, man, 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 complaining and talking about this and that. Um, so one day I said, fuck, man, like, you know, why don't we just make some music for it, you know? You do some beats. I don't mind doing some rapping. Um, Had so you rapped before this? I never rapped before that. I mean, I, you know, I've always, I've, you know, I've loved rap and hip-hop all my life, uh -huh. you know, um, so I played a lot of basketball when I was young, so, you know, basketball and kind of hip-hop all goes together, it's all part of the same scene, yeah. thanks. Um, you know, right, right, right back with the early guys, you know, Fat Boys and Beastie Boys and Run DMC and, yeah. Um, old school. Yeah, so we, we, we made one track, which, um, you know, I've still got copies of the first time I rapped. It sucked so fucking bad. It was shocking. And I've got a few of the early ones, but you know, we just, we just, we get together, you know, two or three times a week, have a black on that. It was, it was cool. Like, cause like Simon, um, like it was cool. You know, he, he rigged up his keyboard so that he had like various voice samples, like, you know, George Bush going, new world order, you know, and global tyranny, you know, all these little sort of voice samples. And he, he, um, looped them up onto different keys on this keyboard yeah. so that we had the backing track I would rap and then he'd just like play these little samples as you go. Just play, and it, what it meant is that like every time we played it just in his, in his basement was a little bit different and he was, you know, so he was like part of it not just me rapping and him just playing the beats and things so we were yeah. both sort of contributing um, yeah so we you know, unfortunately he, yeah, he sort of had a car accident not long after that um, so I inherited a bit of his gear and just carried on and sort of kept me well yeah it kept me sane as well i mean um you know i'd already started down this path yeah and you know once, once you start down that rabbit hole this, this, you don't fucking turn back well i got some i got okay so this is <clears throat> this is a direct quote from you so i broadly speaking within sort of um conscious hip-hop and political hip-hop or what it, let's just call it conscious hip-hop yeah 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 um, I get this sort of vague sense that there's like some weird radical leftist sort of type thing or some, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but you say, and I'm going to quote you here, the world is fucked up, war is rampant, pollution and, and man made disasters are everywhere and we live in a matrix created by the global elites to keep us in a perpetual state of apathy, greed and poverty. Lots of people have thought that. But, True. but this is the thing though is that like okay so <clears throat> I mean there's this sort of counterculture of of what conscious hip hop's about but 
a lot of people would use other mediums, so and I'm just and you were saying that yeah, I've always been around basketball and all the rest of it. But what is it that really? What is it that you connected with so strongly about conscious hip hop? Um, because it must have been something over, say, painting or whatever else, or playing more basketball. Because you know, in a way, basketball is kind of oh, radical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, way, um, if you want to look at it that way, you know, again, it's, it's like I said before, you know, you pack so much into it. Yeah, you know. And if you listen to commercial hip hop, you know, maybe you pay attention to the chorus, you know, maybe you sort of hear a couple of sort of words here and there. If you're a young kid, maybe you learn it off by heart. But, you know, I mean, conscious hip hop that I've started listening to, that I sort of started discovering from going down this journey, you know, I, I listen to these guys again and again. You listen to the words they say, they're fucking philosophers, eh? I mean, these guys, I mean, I listened to you, you have that guy, the philosopher, the other day. Yeah. You know, I can fucking yeah. name you a dozen. Um, conscious MCs that would fucking shred that guy to pieces. Sorry, bro, but you know, just in all fairness. And Aiden. Is, Aiden, you hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they know what's going on in the world. Yeah. You know, they know, and they, and it's it's not just about um, being aware of what's going on in the world and, and everything that's fucked up. It's also, you know, you, you have to take that next step. Um, and I think actually, if, you, if you're going to take the path that's like a conscious rapper, you have to take the next step of providing an alternative and a better way to live. And that's what I really want to do is, you know, and I, I try and do on all of my songs, you know, especially towards the end, I always like have a little bit of a positive spin. Right. Know? So like, these are the things that are fucked up and this is how we can change it. Yeah. So what, what, what's the kind of change that you want? That's a tough question. I know. Oh, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, um, if you want to talk philosophy, I've, I've listened to quite a bit of Alan Watts and, and one thing I got from that, which is, and he's not the first one to say this, you know, we are all the fucking same, you know, we're all living in our own um, perception of, of reality, yet we're all built from the same stuff, all, you know, built from fucking supernovas out in space, um, you know, we're all parts of the foods that we eat and things, and, you know, every atom in our body replaces itself every, like, seven years and things, so, I mean, you could have been there, like, fucking a decade or so ago. Um, <laughs> Do you think you know, that's do you think do you think that's like a romantic idea? In like I'm just I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge these ideas a little bit because I think it makes a bit of radio. But like, do you do you think that these are romantic ideas that people push across to sort of make the world feel you know less fucked up than what it actually is? And that's to say that it is actually innately on some level a fucked up place to be. Like, just existence in and of itself is fucked up. Yeah, and it really does. And it does. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, 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 I like that. Um, it is probably quite romantic, you know. Um, it's it's, you know, again, it's like probably comes from philosophy where they like sort of big words and they like things to sound good because that's how they get radio views. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. That's a nice little piece of yeah. Um, but you know, it certainly offers a better alternative. You know, I think I think there's nothing wrong with having ideals like that. And it's all about. Um, you know, as a good friend of mine says, um, planting seeds and, you know, just in, in this, again, like coming back to my lyrics, you know, I just want to plant seeds. If someone picks up one little thing from one of my songs, I'm fucking happy. You know, I just want to make little change because maybe they'll go and tell someone else. Maybe they'll, they'll become someone that makes a big change somewhere. Um, you know, and yeah, they're, they're romantic ideals, but, you know, the world is pretty fucked up and people need to realize that, you know, we, I'm very aware that in New Zealand, 
vacuum, you know, this nice little protected society that we have when we live in this nice little bubble. Um, so, you know, A, I mean, we, we do, New Zealanders do tend to think we know a lot about the world, but we don't know shit. You know, there's a lot going on. Um, but within our own society and things, you know, there's a lot going on. And New Zealanders need to fucking be aware of it and they need to own up to it. Well, that's a really good question, man, because, I mean, okay, just regarding and just pulling back to, to conscious hip-hop, right? So a lot of the a lot of the um, the issues that they bring up originally that I think that you're still trying to hold on to. Well, you still do hold. It's not trying to. Sorry, that sounded like a little bit sort of bit of a dickhead on my <laughs> no, part. Um, but a lot of the sort of the issues that they hold on to are things like crime, violence, poverty within the sort of gang thing and within sort of um, the ghettos of America. How do those issues affect you, and like, do they actually affect you, or have you sort of taken them and, and then placed them on New Zealand society? And and if so, how can you do that? Like, because we are very different. I mean, we are yeah, all the same yeah, in yeah. a sense. Like, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty lucky that I've had, I have to say, a pretty privileged life. You know, I'm quite aware of that. Um, but I'm also aware, and I know people that have struggled lots. Yeah, you know, through lots of bad shit. Um, do you think that there's there is I mean I know this is a this is a this is a difficult question because you know I, I wasn't a black person in um, I don't know parts of like ghetto New York in the 1980s so I will never know what it's like to be like that but do you think that the issues are transferable to New Zealand if um, so why oh they are you just go out like South Auckland, West Auckland, you know, have a listen to some of the music that some of the guys around Auckland are playing. Um, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of them tend to think they need to glorify it a little bit, and which is what sort of happens because you know, there's the commercial side of rappers, like, and, and that's what they actually intentionally sort of did is, is glorify the, the, the bad side of those things. They do it on TV as well, like, you know, Breaking Bad and fucking, like, yeah. You know, Sons of Anarchy, shit like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so these guys, but you listen to them, they're talking about what's happening on the street. And it's, it is, you know, it does happen. This is, don't have to go too far south. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no, actually, bad no, it can you, be, you go around the corner. No, yeah, of course. You know, it's but, around I, the corner, yeah. Yeah, totally. And, but, um, I mean, the thing, though, is that, you know, whether, um, how transferable are those issues? Like, say, for example, the... I think they're really transferable. Right, right. I, I, I think, well, I think a lot of the things that are going on in those places are going on here. And if they're not exactly the same things, they're similar, um, they're similar things. And it's, it's that, I guess, that expression that comes from that kind of music from those people that are living there that influences the guys here. And, you know, one thing I've learned is that when you, when you write music, especially like this, you pour a lot of yourself into it. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the words that you put on the paper... Uh, feelings that you're having and the thing is when you do that then you listen to someone else's music unless it's commercial crap that's been written by someone to make a fucking pop hit single you know but any any real artist that's written music and you listen to it and you go what the fuck are they saying you know you listen to it a different way instead of just listening to the words and la 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 and the melody you actually stop and go well you know what are they saying with those words you know and obviously that's something that's happening in their life and you know so the people that are and there's there's a few conscious hip hop artists and in New Zealand, I'm certainly not the only one. I mean, there's um, I've got a good good mate, um, Alpha and Omega. There's a guy Genocide down in I think he's like Napier Way. Um, there's a group 
bad crop is sort of a bit like that way. Um, oh, obviously like homebrew, homebrew really, yeah, like homebrew. Yeah, but even guys like um, Shapeshifter, if you listen to Shapeshifter, you know, ah, oh, Shapeshifter, everyone's, you know, hands up. And, uh, and um, you listen to P. Diggs' lyrics. Fucking write it down, listen to what he says. That guy fucking knows what's going on. You know, and if you listen to like System of a Vampire, you know, that is about the most fucking conscious dubbing um, drum and bass album I've ever fucking heard. That guy is making a straight political statement about the way the world is being run. Can I ask this question? Um, are there many hip-hop artists that you know of in New Zealand that are overtly glorifying or romanticizing the, the, the bad or the negative issues in society, things like crime and violence? Because um, I can't really think of that many who are so overt about it, like, you know. Maybe not overt, and, not overt, not overt, not yeah, overt. I mean, yeah. this, the, with some of the underground guys that don't make it onto commercial yeah. radio, yeah, I mean, I, I have heard some. I mean, I can yeah. find some, I can't remember names. Yeah. Um, but you know, there are some. There are some. There yeah. Well, are that's because I, I mean, I was, we are a better society than yeah, I think. That's, in the that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, because yeah. I was going to say is that because you know New Zealand um, is probably their music. I mean, we we've got a small, a much smaller industry, obviously. Like we don't really. I mean, we have sort of this thing that we do, which is just playing music or whatever. But because we don't have, well, this is just maybe, I'm just like throwing this out there, but, but because our music isn't as commercialized as, say, what it is in the States, we don't tend to gear that way and try and glorify these sort of negative aspects, maybe more than what they might do in America. I don't know. Is that a fair oh, statement? Or? Certainly in America, it gets um, it gets pushed more. Yeah. And and I actually tend to think that's quite intentional. Yeah. Um, because it's a way of degrading the black society. Right. Which, as you see with what's happening in Baltimore and so on, there's a lot going on in the States. I mean, the States is a very racist place. There's a lot of issues going on there. And I mean, we're talking, this is the biggest, most powerful nation in the world. It has some serious fucking problems. So you think that, I mean, this is a fascinating statement, man. This is a fascinating statement. And I never thought about it until this moment. But you think that the um, glorification of violence and crime and the degradation of of black people in America, of 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 women, of um, the sort of the endless pursuit of like money, basically. You think these are all actively, um, <clears throat> pro- well, I don't know what's the word. Um, Propagated. Yeah, promoted, made, promoted, promoted and, and and sort of and pushed through um, um, sort of mainstream society in order to to sort of I don't know denigrate those 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 peoples. Like, is with that. Like it's intentional. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. It is very intentional. Um, and it's part of a, basically what I think is a big scheme to keep control of most of the population. You know, there's, 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 and it's not just one way. I mean, you know, if you're going to start with that, we're talking about hip hop and, and things, but, you know, to be fair, that is just one method that is used to control the population. Yeah. And there are many. Yeah. Right, because I was going to ask you a question, yeah. but it's very, very specific, and I don't, and you'd be like, "Well, I'm going to ask you the question anyway," because I think it's kind of a fun question to ask. If you sort of take this sort of the the center right approach, it is like, "Well, why would we do that?" Because what we want is more consumers. What we want is people who have a higher standard of living, because then they could buy more CDs, which would make me richer. Do you think that argument holds up? No, it doesn't hold up because because money doesn't actually have any value. And, and the ones at the top know that it doesn't have any value. That's We're really, gonna. That's really more about wealth. Wealth. Yeah. 
we're going to come back to that. We've got some. We've got a whole bunch of more questions. But what I want to do is, is just take a step back from the political component of conscious hip hop and just talk about your music for a bit because we're going to bring up a song soon. Um, do you have a song? We can talk about it before. But like, just we can briefly. Uh, maybe for the people. For the people. Yeah. And what's the song about? Is it for the people? Oh, it's <laughs> it's, it's um. You know, it, it's a personal song. Yeah. You know, it's um, I guess about. I struggle with my within myself about you know wanting to um, you know do more good myself to help people and things. So, I mean, there's there's some big statements in the song. It's a bit of a romantic song, I guess. Um, and I have got my this my cousin uh, Sam, who's got a fucking she's got an awesome voice, and you know I sort of got her in to do the hook and things. And um, yeah, so it's I guess it's sort of about like you know trying to be there for the world, which I am, and I can't always be. Of course, you know it's that's why it's a romantic song. But you know certainly the ideals that I have come out in it. Can you talk about the musical components of the song? Um, well, the beat I made myself. I try really hard to make beats myself. Um, you know, I made quite a few, and you know any beat maker. Some there's some really good beat, beat makers out there. You know, I'm I'm not that good. Yeah. Um, I'd like someone to make some beats for me. Please. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. There's there we a, go. There's Drop a, it out there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I have I have used a few beats from some other people. There's a guy AZ down in Wellington, yeah. um, who made a beat for another song called um, "Strong Arm of the Law" about police brutality. Um, very topical. Yeah, 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 yeah. He makes great beats. Yeah. Very underrated um, MC and producer in New Zealand. Um, but yeah, so I made this one. I, I try and make quite a lot of my beats and things. And, you know, I recorded all this one at home, though sometimes I do things at EMI Studios. And yeah, and sort of my cousin Sam came in. I'm sort of quite with the production on this. Hey, I've got to, to do a few little sort of layers and things and lectures and shit. So. Sounds good. Let's have a listen. So this is For the People by Saru G. Listen, we'll be back soon. Myself off the ground, gonna stand on my own until we ride along. Try to figure out where this world went wrong. How can I be strong in this world so cool? I wonder why they didn't teach us love at school. What they told and ruled in their indoctrination. What to do, what they told you with no hesitation. In the service of your country and for God and Queen. I pause they before us in the lives we lead. But their lives form greed and our hearts do bleed. Little recognition of the love we need. But my heart cries out and my fears fly free. Just how the world should be I finally figured out just what it's all about The inner us is fighting with the world without But now I realize that they're both the same Patterns all unfolded since the time began So I run to the window, now it's open wide Open up my wings and now the time to fly I send it to the sky, feet don't touch the ground Safe above the earth, I let my tears rain down So I cry for the people and I die for the people Try and carry on in this world so evil I stand for the people, help a hand for the people I'm sure we can survive, but I really hope we will Open up our hearts and let the love flow free Open to the truth of what this world can be Cause it's plain to see that if we just believe We can heal all the pain with our frequency So I cry for the people and I die for the people Try and carry on in this world so evil I stand for the people, help a hand for the people I'm sure we can survive, but I really hope we will Open up our hearts and let the love flow free Open to the truth of what this world can be Cause it's plain to see that if we just believe we can heal all the pain with the frequencies Heal all the pain with the frequencies 
voice and I'm here for the people who ain't got no choice and I'm here for the children with no food to eat and I'm here for the children in the cold cold street and I'm here for the family struggling to survive and for all of those we love who have lost their lives and I'm here for the people in their hearts be caged living in a prison of their minds deranged and I'm here for the wives when their lives be hard every day wishing that their lives could change and I'm here for the men just trying to be strong through every little thing that they do is wrong and I'm here for the soldiers in the foreign land killing and dying over peace and sand and I'm here for myself just so I can see if I really know just what it means to be me so I'm here for the people yes I'm here for the people I'm here for the people So evil, I stand for the people, helping hand for the people I'm sure we can survive, but I really hope we will Open up our hearts and let the love flow free Open to the truth of what this world can be Cause it's plain to see that if we just believe We can heal all the pain with the frequencies So I cry for the people and I die for the people Try and carry on in this world so evil I stand for the people, helping hand for the people I'm sure we can survive, but I really hope we will Open up our hearts and let the love flow free songs a bit nice. I thought I'd start off with a nice one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're better on this. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Most of my songs are quite angry. Hey, what's what's not to be angry about, apparently? Well, no, no, well, no, no there's, there's lots not to be angry about. You don't, don't let yourself get angry. Yeah. But, I mean, there is lots to be angry about. But, you know, it's, um, it's all about personal choice. Yeah. And anger is not a good emotion. And, um... You know, anger is a choice. You know, you've got a choice on how you react to anything that comes along. And um, anger is nothing but an emotion. And, you know, if you can control it in any situation, it's going to be a better outcome than getting angry. So, I, yeah, yeah. So, no, no, you're right, man. I mean, yeah. that, that just sort of makes sense. Apart, so, it says the angry rapper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's just... That's the irony. Just what I was going to say. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, no, that that that, that works. Um, yeah, that works. I'm not. I'm not. Hey, man. You know, I'm not going to get angry about you know this whole thing. But what I will do, and this is, I've just pulled a massive here. I just pulled a massive John Key. I'm not going to do this. But what I will do is completely change subject and talk about your political idea. Oh, actually, I want to pull it back a little bit to um, to contrast part. And touches of various ideologies. And I want to know if any of these things are untrue with you or if, or if you um, 
if you sort of identify with any of these ideas, you know, they might not, you might not have any, but like, this is, this is from what I read. Okay. So libertarianism, socialism, Marxism, anarchism, black nationalism. These are some of the like major political ideologies that come through Contest Hip Hop. Do you identify with any of those? If not, why not? Um, that's quite maybe a, maybe not exactly that. Maybe a bit of a cross between libertarianism and, and anarchism. Oh, all right. right. We need to come. You need to come back for part two. Well, well, anarchy, anarchy's, anarchy's just like a absence of a form of government. It doesn't mean that you can't sort of self-rule and have a good society. Anarchy can <laughs> get related to like you know this, this, these are the concept these are the perceptions that they put on us. This this is the way they use words. As they relate to anarchy, like it's this bad thing, and everyone's going to be rioting in the streets. You know, there's, there's going to be a any any violent change probably, and you are the one talking violence. Um, yeah, yeah, any violent yeah, change yeah, yeah, yeah. is 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 probably inevitable. Not that I'm condoning it at all, but you know, the way our society is set up, and this is what you're seeing in Baltimore, is an inevitable reaction of the way they have, um, I guess, indoctrinated the society. So you can't blame these people for writing like that. I mean, I'm not fucking condoning it at all. I'd rather they didn't. Um, but, you know, at the other end of it, if you let things like that run its natural course, you know, maybe maybe we can actually come up with a better society which isn't run by a bunch of pricks with and self-serving you, motives. And you think anarchism is the best... I mean, I, I have met a few anarchists and I... define an anarchist? someone well this is the thing is that there's actually about like 6,000 different types of anarchy so you know <laughs> whenever you hear anyone say oh I'm, I'm an anarchist it's like well what kind of anarchist yeah. are you so there's you know like there are multiple kinds of anarchy, anarchy. but oh this is a thing man it's just like oh yeah obviously you know a lot more about anarchy than me and they, they, they will have a little like patch on their like fucking jeans and they're like running around like yo anarchy and I'm and I I, I really I mean the idea of anarchy is like you know lovely and 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 full of petals and flowers, but like it's just <laughs> it's my form of anarchism too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we, we'll we, yeah, 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 yeah. We're on the same page, man. Yes. <laughs> but uh, what's your form? What's what's your thing about? I, I kind of want to hit you up about this, man, because like in um, and libertarianism and anarchy are two of the most like sort of hmm. I think they're two of the most contentious issues, politically speaking. So you tell me about so tell me about anarchism and the way that you see anarchism. Why? Well, and I promise you, okay. I won't like lead you into a trap. <laughs> um, I just kind of like things to happen naturally, you know. And, and anarchism is, um, like I said, it's, it's absence of a form of government, I suppose. I don't know how the, the actual Webster dictionary definition is. Hmm. Um, and from the experience I've had from governments, they're all fucked. And all they do is try and like, you know, look after their mates and they try and control people. And, you know, it's like the whole, what I say, um, you know, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. You know, the more power these guys get, which they get from the control, the worse they become. So let's just do away with pricks like that. Okay. So, I, I mean, I'm just thinking in terms of just. Romantic. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm, but like everyone's, uh, everyone's totally entitled. No, I, I wouldn't say entitled. I would say every everybody should be thinking about idealistic dreams, and whether they're idealistic, realistic, rom romantic, or any other sort of form of 
feasibility yep. is not really yep. the point. Yep. The point is that I think that you should be, you know, you should be thinking about those things because without idealism, then you're sort oh, of left yeah. in this sort of fucked place where you can't do anything. But when it comes to um, anarchism, like, how do you think? How do you think people would rule themselves? People would. Um, Conduct their lives in society. Oh, the, the the way the way we are now, yeah. not good, not good. Because <laughs> but but if we if we you know continue along a path like that for long enough, and you know obviously there's a lot of understanding that comes from people about um, how you are meant to react to other people, how you meant to treat other people, like at least the way you expect to be treated yourself. Then you know there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to get along. You know I mean there's the world is big. It's really fucking big. I mean. Every person on the planet could fit comfortably on Australia and have their own um, reasonably large piece of land for them to live on. That's every person on the planet. Why don't they do that then? You know, and there's, there's a guy called uh, Jacques Fresco, who's like part of the, the Venus Project. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, he's, he's like, you know, he's a bit of a, a what do you call him, like a designer, architect, not ever... Um, Anyway, the Venus Project I know of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, he's, he's sort of like, you know, shown samples of, of, I guess, cities that you could have that are a lot more friendly to the environment. Things. Oh, I mean, wait, see, wait, we, wait, we've wait, been wait, forced wait, into yeah, cities. Yeah, I mean, yeah. One of the things with forcing us in, into cities, I mean, it, it is quite natural. There is a natural reaction for humans to kind of congregate together. Yeah. Um, but we have been encouraged and often pushed into the cities because that is a way of keeping people under greater control yeah i mean so what happened during sort of like the industrial revolution is that everyone moved to the cities post you know post basically dark ages well you know the middle ages where everyone went like rural and was like oh yo let's just sort of live under the lord and and like build hammers and thatched houses and shit and that's a narrative that you know is fairly mainstream yeah. no I mean, doubt why, no, why, why 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 do people move to the city well because it's um for a lot of reasons um, it's more secure in, in a sense, um, particularly in some parts of the world. Um, probably the, one of the biggest reasons is for financial and economic reasons. So, like, it's more um, efficient to live in a city where you can trade a lot easier. And we're talking particularly, you know, like a New Zealand's had, uh, New Zealand's, you know, they went through that massive thing, you know, post-World War Two. I think it was, the Maori moved from, like, those sort of, the rural parts of New Zealand to to Rotorua, but like, but only only once um, everything they they did had to like be traded in money, right? You know, I mean, um, we come back to some of the things that I was talking about before, which was you know, yeah, the, you know, the global elite at the top, the the corporations, and um, you know, one of the most evil fucking things in the world is the banking system and the financial system. Yeah, you know, oh, there's another hour here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and this is like my friend Simon. This this was his big. You know, he was deep into it. I, I, he taught me a lot oh about my it. God, I'm just getting phone calls all day. I'm gonna take this phone call for two seconds on on air. All right, so we're back. We just did a weird mission. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. Yeah, we're back. Anyway, your friend Simon. Something about financial financial systems. Yeah, I mean, I guess of all the sort of conspiracy theories, well, I wouldn't even say it's a conspiracy theory because I know, I know it's fact. Yeah. Um, you know, he was quite um, 
into researching the whole financial system and the way it works. I mean, and I mean, really, it's like it's one of the biggest conspiracies in the world, and people should be aware of it. And um, you know, because really, once they're aware, um, probably the whole financial system will collapse because it's just built on bullshit. You know, and and the banks basically create money out of thin air, which is why you have record profits every year. I mean, I, when I can remember, I mean, I've been back in New Zealand for about ten years now. Every fucking year, the banks make a record profit. They even have ads on TV, which supposedly is about the trust bank, which like kind of like puts it all back. But you know, it's a way of indoctrinating people to be like okay with the idea that banks make a record profit every year. And um, the fact of the matter is, you know, it's it's just a big scam. All right, so we're oh, sorry. Um, well, you're speaking to the right person, mate, because I've actually spent a lot of time, excellent, a lot of time excellent. researching this stuff, and I, whilst on the, I mean, I've spoken to my flatmates about this at length, particularly with the da and with um, Paul about fractional reserve banking, which yep. I'm assuming is what you're talking about yeah, when, yep, when yep, they make yep, money out of nothing. Yep, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so. Thing about that, no, let's not get into that. Actually, I, I, I actually, I save actually, this for another day. Yeah, we we'll said this for another day. Yeah. And I actually have like quite, I, I, I actually have quite different views on it. I think fractional. Just quickly, I think like some components of debt are really good, some components are really bad. Um, but we should talk about something else though, because <laughs> we are, we will be here for the next six yeah. hours. Actually, <laughs> excellent. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Go for it, man. No, no. So, so what's well, yeah, what's I, 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 so I'm a little bit flustered because we just went on this random mission to go and drop off a card, right? Like, I'm not going to tell you my life story today, but I'm a little flustered because I'm trying to figure out what exactly I'm talking about. No, I got it. Conspiracy theories, right. Okay. So, and I'm just touching this stuff because a lot of the things that you said, you've said a lot of, and the idea of fractional reserve bank, yeah, no, it's fact. Yeah, yeah, totally. But it's like, it's the tone and the way that you sort of are critical of something. I mean, we were talking before about lizard people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you think an absence of evidence is evidence itself? No. No, okay. no. One of my favorite sayings is, um, believe nothing that you hear and only half of what you see. Okay. And I live by it. And I've seen things, and even even things that I see, I'm not always aware of. But I've I've seen something. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, so like a lot of a lot of conspiracy theorists, and I'm not saying you are like. What even does that mean? I'm just I'm just throwing words around. Oh, yeah, that's, my, right. that's right. But uh, you know, know a lot of a lot of conspiracy theorists would be would point to a lack of evidence and say, oh wait, because there's no evidence, and there probably should be. That's definitely evidence that it's a conspiracy. Do you follow that line of reasoning? Uh, not exactly, yeah. um, but it all depends on the, it's quite contextual, you know, like right. it depends on the situation. I mean, there are certain circumstances where there should be evidence, right? and and probably we actually all know that there is evidence, but the evidence is probably being suppressed, and the fact that that evidence is not there is kind of like, um, leads you to believe that there's probably something being withheld. Uh, but in saying that, you know... Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of wild theories out there and, and like rabbit holes that people can disappear down to. Yeah. And and part of this is um it is intentional. You know, there's there's fear porn that the media throw out there that people on the internet throw out there because they're paid to throw it out there. Um 
to distract us. I mean, like words like you said, conspiracy theorists, you know, just by putting that term, that label on people um, makes them, you know, it makes other people that, you know, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. It already does like a negative connotation with it. Yes, I was and, wondering, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, it was a really intentional. I like to say I'm a truther. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> but like everybody is, I mean, ev- I think everybody on some level is, is a truther, you know, like what is a conspiracy? Like actually, it's really interesting. I, I plan on having an interview with a guy whose like, thesis was about, he's a he's, doctoral thesis was about not like, conspiracy theories themselves, but why people believe in them. Cool, can I come and talk? <laughs> uh, yeah, man, yeah, it'd be really fat. I mean, half the people that I, that I interview believe in some, what could be described as conspiracy or, or another, and that's like totally fine. I just, I don't know. I did ask you, I did put it on the graphic this uh, yesterday that, you know, your favorite conspiracy, because I wanted to ask you this. My what favorite is your conspiracy? favorite conspiracy? Okay, um, yeah. I actually got two. Okay, two. go for it. And neither of them are conspiracies, because... Well, um, they're both true? Well, I, I think they're both true. But you still refer to them as conspiracies. <laughs> well, no. I mean, people, why, because, because that's how people refer to them. Right, um, right, right, yeah. First one, the obvious, the... Mother, mother, daddy of them all, 9-11. Okay. Know, 9-11 and, you know, there's there's a lot of intelligent people out there, you know, like there's the architects and engineers for truth yep. that are all, you know, um, intelligent people, tops of their fields that have come out with a whole lot of evidence as to why that's all, you know, there's a lot going on that has not been explained. Um, you know, my, my classic one is um, Building 7. Do you know about Building 7? No. See, there you go. I'm mean, fucking hell. You know, you do not know about Building 7. I don't, I, you know, any, me, any decent conspiracy theorist worth their weight, so I wouldn't know what Building right. 7 is. Well, let me, let me, let me put this to the, to the listeners this evening. Um, do, do you know of Building 7? If yes, say that you do. If no, say that you're a wacko conspiracy theorist and, you know, we should, you know... Get more, buy more tinfoil and yeah, right, yeah, right yeah, ahead. Yeah, but right what right is Building Seven talking about? Building, building okay, seven. um, so Building Seven also had a collapse, right? So of course you had the World Trade Center's Buildings One and Two, which pancaked down in near free fall, um, which a lot of people said is not really possible, right? Um, building Seven was reasonably well detached from the main centers, but supposedly was hit by debris which created an internal fire. Um, now, there are only three buildings in history, like oh, we're talking like skyscraper buildings, that have, had, that have collapsed from internal fires. Those three buildings are World Trade Center 1, World Trade Center 2, and World Trade Center 7, which was a decent-sized building. It was squat, you know, big, square, rectangular, quite big. Um, collapsed in a classic demolition style with the crink at the top drops in free fall yeah you know no doesn't doesn't happen well that's that's an interesting point because i just wrote this down this little this little this little buzzword right about here mh370 do you know there's never been an airliner that's ever disappeared well wait no there's only been one airliner that's ever disappeared. i mean like rephrase this in, in in your arguments terms there's only been one like, you know, commercial airliner that's ever just disappeared. MH370, is there a conspiracy? Because by the same reasoning, there should be, according to your argument. I'm being cheeky here, and you know I'm oh, turning yeah, this around. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, I'm, I'm being, yeah, I mean, I'm being cheeky. Well, you know, 
What do you thought? I could say yes. Yeah. I could say yes. I mean, it's certainly quite suspicious. Why? And, and, Why um, is it suspicious? Just lots of data that doesn't really add up. Right. I mean, I've, I, I actually work in the airline industry. I know, I know the way that shit happens. And um, it's very unusual that that plane would go completely missing like that, especially with modern airliners. Um, you know, there's good satellite. I mean, they could look back on satellite data. Right. They have satellite data. I mean, it maps the world. You know, these guys have the technology. There's, there's thousands of satellites up above us, which are looking down all the time. So what do you think happened to them then? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I won't speculate on that because I don't know. I okay, don't well, know. you can speculate on the 9-11 conspiracy. What I can speculate happened? on the 9-11 conspiracy. Um, well, yeah. you know, everything's changed since that day, hasn't it? You know, you have to admit it. Yeah, you know, of course. Laws have been implemented. Um, you know, wars have been waged. Money, lots and lots and lots of money has been made um, ever since that date. You know, and there are people involved at the top that were involved before it, after it, you know, intrinsically um, embedded in it that have made a lot of money from it. Yeah. Um, you know, the the whole society has changed. The whole world has changed since that. You know, and... If you if you were in a position of power and you wanted to make these changes, you know, there you go. There's your there's your you, sacrifice. You actually you actually send four planes smashing into buildings and kill almost three thousand people. That is a really bold. I mean, like I've heard that argument before, and every time I hear it, I just think, what, what, how? What, what, but what do lives what do lives matter to these people? I mean, these are the people these are people that are deciding what wars are waged. Yeah. You know, and there's like thousands of people dying every day. I mean, the U.S., you know, if you're going to talk about that, I mean, the U.S. is the biggest fucking terrorist. I mean, they have killed literally, I, I can't remember the actual number. I mean, we're talking three, Tens, four, five, right, ten yeah, times yeah, as yeah, many yeah. people who were killed in the World Trade Center. Oh, and, 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 and we're talking, I'm sorry, we're talking, we're talking civilian casualties. Yeah. We're talking children, you know, wives, innocent people um, killed in drone strikes killed in, you know, collateral damage how all much, around the world. How much do you like Israel? How much I can't fucking stand Israel. I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that out there. Just because oh, yeah, yeah. the Gaza thing last summer yeah. uh, last no, winter. No, uh, yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to put that out there. I just yep. I just that's another know. hour. Yeah, that's another hour as well. <laughs> hey hour. look I wanted to ask you as well because I asked I, I initially in the graphic I put I said activism through violence and I I knew that I'd get a response <laughs> out of that. And either way I, I termed it and you said you are what did you say? Well, I can't remember the quote. I'm a staunchly staunch, staunch pacifist. Yeah, staunch pacifist. Staunch pacifist. You know how how can okay? Let's assume that all of these um, ills of society, you know, um, need to be. And I generally agree with this. No, I do agree with this. But I'm just saying, okay, in order to create change in society. How do you do it? Do you do it through pacifism or do you do it through violence? Now, this is a classic question oh, of Marx and okay. you know, all these sort of things. But yeah. what, what's your, what are your thoughts? It's good that you ask that because um, you know, my philosophy, and it comes out in a lot of my music, is change starts with yourself. You know, If you expect the world to change, you have to be able to change yourself. You can't expect other people to do what you're not prepared to do yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know... Stopping violence, you know, stopping anger, you know, greed, hate, all those things. I mean, I'm not perfect, 
you know, I, I slip up from time to time, but you know, they're the ideals that I sort of live to and things. You know, I try and treat everyone else like I treat myself. So it starts with me. Now, um, I like to think if it came to it, I could defend myself. You know, when I sort of do do training and things, I look after myself. And but that would be a last resort. I mean, if anything, I train. I, I sort of learn to protect myself so I don't need to. Um, you know, and I would always look for any other alternative before violence. Now, that doesn't mean I'm, you know, I'd expect to be put into servitude and, and things. But you know, there's there's ways around. I mean, Gandhi was a classic. I mean, Gandhi was like the ultimate pacifist and. His, an action was his way of creating action, I guess. Yeah. So I'm just sort of thinking because we've had this argument, this has been an argument that's been popping up more and more and more, like since the GFC and sort of the collapse of what might be considered our sort of, the beauties of capitalism have all been sort of crumbling down, all that kind of rubbish. And it, no, it's true. I'm just, oh, I'm yeah, just, yeah. I'm just I'm getting just, to the like. I'm just laughing at the word "the beauties of capitalism." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like you know, beauty, I'm, beauty I'm, for the people making all the money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, since all these things have started to happen, and sort of um, since the sort of the world, the world has changed a lot, man. In the last oh, what seven years since that, that whole thing's happened. Yeah. Um, the idea of now revolution or violence versus um, reformism or pacifism has come up again and again and again. Of course, these are all like Marxist things. These are these are. These are arguments that they had like way back when. But if you don't do anything, let's assume that you don't do anything, you, you know, okay, so change starts with yourself. Now, if you're not willing to go out and actively do something, you know, well, I, do you, you know, okay, okay, okay. I mean, you know, pacifism is not going to change it overnight. Yeah. It's not. And, you know, I, again, I'm aware that I live in, uh, you know, reasonably protected country in New Zealand, so we're pretty lucky with that. Yeah. And, you know, if I was living somewhere else, I'd, I'd be in a completely different headspace. Um, but, you know, if you're violent towards someone, most likely they will be violent back towards you. You know, if you are nice and you're passive towards someone, hopefully they'll be back like that back towards you. And it's like I was saying about planting seeds. I mean, I'm, I'm looking on a global scale. I mean, I want to change myself, but hoping that the change of myself is what changes the world. And, right. you know... If I can just drop that little bit into a few people, and then it grows, it's like the hundred monkey syndrome, you know. And you, you get to a certain critical mass of people, which could be I don't know, ten percent of the population, twenty percent of the population, that you know have learnt that it's actually okay to be nice and love everybody, like they're all your friend, and and not fight and not be greedy and things. And then all of a sudden, you know, the majority of people get it. Do you think that? So you're. You said you're a libertarian anarchist, which is a like in response to your question. Yeah, in response. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. In response, that <laughs> yeah. is a yeah. really good answer to my question. <laughs> but um, do you think that the people, the powers that be, will non-violently stand by as you go through and destroy? Oh, fuck no, no. So no, what do you no, like? No. How do you okay. overcome that? Um, you overcome that because, and I've had this argument lots of times. So you know, you haven't sprung this one on me. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, 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 yeah. They rely on people like you and me. To right. do their dirty work, that's why they have these control mechanisms in place. Mm. They can't do it without us, and there is an uprising. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling it, I'm seeing it, I'm hearing it. Um, you know, I really hope I look to see it in my day, and where there is a shift in attitudes, and uh, you know, we just have to keep pushing it. We just have to keep positive. You know, we have to keep um, living it ourselves uh, until we reach that critical mass, so that it changes. Because then, when they say. You know, we want you to go and invade this country. That you know, all the soldiers turn around and go, ah, yeah, 
fuck off. Yeah. You know, no, I don't want to do that. I've decided, yeah. like, I, that guy's my brother. I don't want to go and shoot him. You know, I don't want to go and kill his family. I don't want to, you know, it's like these drone pilots that in the States that, you know, drive off from their, you know, say goodbye to their kids as they go to school. They drive off and they sit in some little room and they, sorry to say, listeners, but they kill children overseas. Yeah, yeah. You know, <clears throat> maybe one day they say, ah, I don't like that. I'm Everyone not turns that. into Edward you know? Snowden's. And, thing. you know, and this is the thing, these, these people at the top, and there's, they can, if they want to get out and fight the wars themselves, bring it on. You know, they can go and stand in the field and, and you know, fist it out. But if they expect everyone else to do their dirty work, which is what happens at the moment, then, yeah, we're going to have problems. If the rest of the world says, no, nah, fuck you, we're not going to do that, then that's when change will happen. But, you know, there's so much that's involved in that. I mean, you know, the financial system for a start, because we're all caught up in this matrix that they've created, you know, the, the greed, the money, you know, the, the hate, the racism, um, you know, which we feed into because that's what we're educated with. That's what we're surrounded with. And, you know, people are not actually in emotional state at the moment or a mental state to make that change. But, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. trying to do it bit by bit. I'm trying to do my bit because, you know, fuck it. I, you know, my, my children, I want my children to grow up and inherit a world that is better than the way it is now. And unfortunately, the world's just been getting worse, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I can't testify to yeah. that because, you know, I see... No, I mean, I don't... I mean, it's all about context, isn't it? It's mm. all the world. But I tell you what, that is a really fucking good place to leave it because we're about, we're about time up, but we are going to leave you with one more song. Yeah. What's the next song? Um, how about one? One? One, yeah, we've just got a little bit of Alan Watts on. Yeah, always nice to end on some Alan Watts. All right, so what I'm going to do, listeners, is I'd love for some feedback. We've had a bit of feedback recently, although it never came through in the end with a recent... Everyone says this. It was like, oh, yeah, I, I thought your show was something, something, and they never tell me what it is. It's like some big fucking mystery that I have to like go hunting through... <laughs> I would love to hear um, the listeners' feedback with regards to this conversation because it's really fascinating. It's a it's a different approach to the same argument because I hear the same argument like time and time and time again. Thanks. And I, I, I just I get tired of it, man. Like, yeah. I get tired. Yeah. I feel, yeah. you know. And <clears throat> fuck it, you know. Yeah. Well, Why not do it through art? Yeah. yeah. Um, if I can chuck in just before the, the yeah, end, go for it. Um, yeah. Seeing this is we airing tonight. Yes. Uh, so this Saturday, 9th of May, uh, there's like a gig at the Iron Bar Cafe on K Road. Uh, it's an open mic night, so there'll be a lot of like really, really fucking talented, dope MCs there. Um, you know, showing their skills, getting on the mic, good beats. Um, that starts at nine. From sort of 10:30 to 12, there's myself and a few Wait, other which, which, MCs. Which bar? Iron Bar Cafe. Iron Bar Cafe. Cool. Iron Cafe, run by Mike. The best food. It's like number 13 on the restaurants in Auckland. Man. Great food, you know, good beers. And this guy, you know, they're, they're supporting local hip-hop as well. It's a lot of good guys, you know, really talented guys in, in Auckland. And, um, yeah, so from 9 o'clock, get along. From sort of 10 to 12, myself and another five MCs will sort of like do two, three tracks each. Shit, yeah. And then a bit more open cipher after that. So, you know, get along, support. That's it. I'll be there. So basically, Sunday you can hear this music rights play live Yo. this Saturday at Iron Bar Cafe. 13th best food in Auckland. Yep. 
and great beers. Yeah. It's been fucking lovely having you, man. Thanks, Mike. Mate, this is a great interview. Yeah, yeah it's like good fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's good fun. And you're coming back. Oh, fuck, definitely. If you're having me back, this is great. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, we got a lot more to talk about. We'll just, part two, part uh, three. Oh, oh, sorry. Shout out. Yeah, I, go I for it. Say, yeah, yeah. Go um, for shout out to The Contrail. The Contrail, uh, you know, thecontrail.com. Get on there. It is like um, New Zealand run alternative news website. Great people. It's like a real fucking an awesome community. It's not like that shit you get on Facebook. Um, you know, good people, good news, good information. Um, you know, the best people. Uh, yeah. So, so love to Rose and um, everyone else. And yeah, it's a contrail. The contrail. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Greg. So this is one by Sotoju. We'll see you guys next week. But please, wait. I was going to say something really, really insightful, but I don't want to say it anymore. Listen to this song, and and hopefully we'll all be at I'm well, we will all be at Ivan Bar Cafe this this weekend. But ciao, guys. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Say goodbye. Ciao. Yep. Bye, guys. Say another. Here we go. When you hear the story, it's time to make you start Cause it starts with the change and the change is you Being clear and conscious of the things you do Cause it's the things you do or the words you say Are the cause of causing other people suffering and pain And you better look deeper cause the way is wrong Better listen closer to the words of my song And if the way I'm spinning seems angry Maybe I'm a product of the system I despise as a chasm Between anger and hatred, one can be controlled and the other is lies Lies to yourself and the ones you love And if it's how you think, then to God above Cause if you listen to your heart, then you know it's true Every little man on this world is you One earth, one love, one people All of us existing underneath one sun Just listening close to the words that I speak And we all rise together cause the time has come One earth, one love, one people all of us existing underneath one sun Just listening close to the words that I speak And we all right together cause the time's come Cause we all are one and it's plain to see That we all are connected by the air we breathe And the world I see is the same as you Same tiny planet in this deep dark blue Didn't get no say on how I came to be Didn't get a choice so I gotta be me Gotta be who I am in this fucked up world Focus on the positive and spread my word Cause my word is love and it's so damn easy Love for yourself and those Sharing the earth See we all have a worth In this endless sea Cause we're all one people Separated by birth So get off that horse And get off that throne Come and share the joy Of this world at home See you're not alone In this world of strife Cause we're all one people In this game of life One earth, one love, one people all of us existing underneath one sun Just listening close to the words that I speak And we all rise together cause the time has come One earth, one love, one people All of us existing underneath one sun Just listening close to the words that I speak And we all rise together cause the time has come Try and imagine what it will be like to go to sleep and never wake up Think about that Children It's one of the great wonders of life What will it be like go to sleep and never wake up. And if you think long enough about that, something will happen to you. You will find out, among other things, that uh, it'll pose the next question to you. What was it like to wake up after having never gone to sleep? That was when you were born. So after you are dead, the only thing that can happen is the same experience, or the same sort of experience as when you were born. In other words, we all know very well that after people die, other people are born. And they're all you. Only you can only experience it one at a time. 
Everybody is I. You all know you're you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, you are all our 